Taryn. Yes, Andy. What's the best thing you ever chainsaw? Hello and welcome back to Best Thing I Ever Chainsaw, where we nibble and nosh on a cinematic amuse-bouche from the horror genre. I'm Andy Schmidt. I'm Taryn Peterson. We barely made it through that. (laughs) Shout out to Dylan Stratton for the theme song, Scary as Hell. Uh, By now, this is episode three. We've been fielding a lot of emails about people recognizing that the theme song is just the best uh, best thing I ever saw theme song in reverse, which actually kind of works. It sounds, it's a little like... Yeah, I was into it. ...tinnier and 8-bitter mm-hmm. than best thing I ever, the best thing I ever saw theme. According to our focus groups. Yeah, it sounds kind of... Um, what would, what's the equivalent of like holding some? I guess someone's ears are always open, unless they cover them with their hands. But I'm picturing what's the? Can you do to someone's ears what they do to Malcolm McDowell in A Clockwork Orange? Oh shit! I don't know. Well, let's say we did that, <laughs> and we forced them to listen to. I mean, I don't know if there's a term for the, it. The 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 song, the theme song. Theme song's kind of hard to say quickly theme song in reverse scary stuff scary as hell mm-hmm. Taryn you're a full-blown convert you're enjoying your first instant iced coffee oh yeah it's pretty good yeah. uh, well it, I guess it is my first instant iced coffee because I've only had terrible instant hot coffee which is not my preferred not caffeinated hot. beverage it's uh, becoming tradition now that before the before recording, someone in this house almost kills you with coffee because I was gonna put, I was gonna put some nut pods in it, but you can't have tree nuts. Your nut pada non grata. Have you been waiting to say that for a while? No, or? <laughs> a lot of these are look off the cuff. I look, know. I'll level I with know, you. Andy. A lot of this stuff I do write down ahead of time. That was not one of them. <laughs> I'm trying to get better at that. I didn't write. I don't have too much. A lot of it's just in the old. In the old nut pod. <laughs> Not sponsored. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, if you're if you wanna, I'll always be interested. <laughs> yeah, it turns out if you, because I was, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a brewer. In I, every I really sense re- of the I word, I really resent it. Actually, <laughs> I, uh, it's such a pain in the ass to brew uh, cold brew or iced coffee. Did we look this up? Was that with you? We looked up cold brew and iced coffee. Yeah, those are yeah, they're two different things. Yeah, but I was forced to. <laughs> I was forced to at gunpoint. I was walking down the street and someone said, "Quick, you have to tell me the difference between iced coffee and cold brew, or I'm gonna shoot you." No, um, How's I can't it? remember. I don't know. I was somewhere recently and we were looking up the difference, and I can barely remember it because it's pretty insignificant. Isn't Some it one- just like. Cold brew is actually brewed in cold water. Yeah. Versus iced coffee just has is, like co- has ice was in it. Traditionally, traditionally came into this world and they added ice to it. <laughs> um, I don't Thrilling really care content, either yo. way. Um, but no, I used to. I don't even. I guess the method would be cold brewing. Yeah. Um, in ordinary time, I would cold brew. 
uh, like a pound of that come out to almost or it was a pound of coffee. It was a pound. Of, you you it would require a pound of coffee to make about yeah, bro. <laughs> ninety six ounces of cold brew, and it was fine. It was kind of laborious. It takes about forty five minutes. And you have to do it every two weeks. Uh, this is so much better. Oh my goodness, this is smoother and more satisfying than uh anything I uh ever brewed myself. It's all thanks to Trader Joe's. Apparently, people have been doing this for years, but Trader Joe's recently started marketing instant coffee as instant iced coffee, which is snake oily because any inst- any instant coffee is instant iced coffee. Yeah, but you got to get um, that millennial market. I guess. Hey, it worked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's super good. How are you? How are you doing? I'm on my third cup of coffee. I'm fabulous. <laughs> Had yeah, a delicious three, burrito. I put three scoops in yours. Um, that, I'm humming a lot, Darren. I feel so bad. You're what a lot? Oh, I'm just using a lot of fillers, and I'm getting really bashful about it. Wondering what the Minnesota, Minnesota <laughs> what the Minnesota <laughs> furries would think of it if they could hear me now. <laughs> but yeah, I usually fuck with two and a half scoops. I put three scoops in yours because I know that. I figured at least this would be coffee like three of three seventeen today. Three so. is my limit. Really? Three is my limit. Yeah. I've been increasing a little bit too. I had two two days on vacation. I had two cups. Or not not cups. What's a cup, right? But two two units of coffee. One or both times. It was a little it was a little later in the day. And uh, it didn't didn't really affect me. I'm usually kind of scared about drinking more coffee oh, later. Yeah. Yeah. I will. Three is my limit. Two is my limit if I take a nap during the day. <laughs> Never been a napper. I just don't. I'm too worried about losing time. I don't have anything to do in the summer. And I'd have to leave my contacts in. It's just two strikes against me. I'm worried about losing time. And I'm worried about having to sleep in my contacts. And then having to, the idea of having to burn a pair of contacts, like another pair of, because I wear dailies. So the idea of using four contacts in one day, it just. Sounds wasteful. It's outside my contact budget. Understandable. But yeah, you mentioned burritos. We had some. Fire burritos. Delicious. Yeah, yeah, burritos. Ah. <laughs> uh. Is it really the character from The Sandlot making the burritos? God, I wish. We should open... Who's the catcher? Do we know the catcher's name? Ham? I don't remember. Oh, man. I'm going to feel like a jackass if it's not Ham. Let's say it's Ham. And either way, we'll have some type of cachet because we'll just say it's... We'll, we'll, we'll either open Ham's burritos or a John Ham-themed Mexican restaurant. <laughs> But yeah, they were delicious. Well, we usually mess with donuts pre-pro, but this is the latest we've ever recorded. In the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> Which is this is a very Critters 2 thing because making it sound so momentous, it's well, it's just the third time we've done this. And there's there's more than one instance in Critters 2 where the characters say something to the effect of, but that was two years ago. 
It's been two years. It was eons. Do you ago. know how long two years is? Seven hundred thirty days. <laughs> I can math. It's taken two years to get to this genre, John. Tell me about that. No, this is good. We're loose. We're talking. This is the show. But anyways, what's your genre, John? I I mean, I don't really think there's much different from previous Critters episode. The I I do remember since I was very into Critters 3 as a child. I do remember seeing, I don't know if it was like a trailer or just an image or what, but I do very distinctly remember the giant critter ball. Critter battle spear. Um, rolling around town. Um, and, but I had never seen it because I thought that that was a sequel to what I believe to have been the original Critters, Critters 3. <laughs> <laughs> which I did not learn until this year was Critters 3. Um, so I just never saw it. But, yeah. I mean, if you want to know my entire background with Critters, you need to go listen to the other episode. If you want to know my entire background. You gotta go listen to episode 2. <laughs> it's an anniversary year, right? There's a lot of... Is that why Spice Girls are everywhere? Oh, really? I don't know. I haven't seen any Spice Girls. I think so. <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> I don't know. Do we think it was the Spice Girls that did it or the I think so that did it? For okay. the listener, my uh for Taryn, I don't know what happened. My one of our devices thought she was being summoned. Mm. But I don't know why. All we said was Spice Girls and sometimes I get it. It sounds you know, you'll say a word or two or three that in the right from the right angle sound a little bit like shmashmekshma <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know what did at that time i don't know what's your yes yeah, spice girls at 25 huh i think the uh wannabe the very song we were parodying <laughs> was uh it was released uh july 96 we salute you Miss the Spice Girls. Did you ever play Spice Girls? We would play Spice Girls and assign Spice Girls. Oh, yeah. Uh, my friends and I, a group of five of us, definitely performed um, a Spice Girls song during like a fifth or sixth grade uh, talent show, as did like 90% of children my age. <laughs> But what Spice Girl were you? Oh, I... Okay. If I had my choice, I would have been Ginger Spice because she was my favorite. But I think most of the time I was um, Sporty Spice because I just had long brown hair. And, like, could find You were still the wearing pants. the Kirby Puckett jersey. <laughs> They're like, all right, you, you're Sporty. Which was not my personality <laughs> whatsoever, and still is not. Um, yeah. But I wasn't blonde, so I couldn't be baby. 
See, I think I wanted Baby. If I could have assigned myself my Spice Girl, I think mm-hmm. I would have gone with Baby. But I was beholden to the playground ringleader who said, who she, she took, I think she took Sporty Spice and then assigned roles from there to us peons. And it was one of those things, like we played Spice Girls, we played Sync. And it was clearly that she was always giving me what she thought the shitty ones were because I didn't have a lot of playground cachet and was husky. (laughs) So, and it would always seem like it was a coincidence or that lightning wasn't going to strike twice, but I had to be, not I had to be, I was, but I, 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 I bear no resentment or ill will towards Scary Spice, but it was just very obvious that she was saving Scary Spice for me because I was husky. <laughs> and then wait, she was, wait, and therefore like scary or? I, I, I'm sure to her, she was like, well, people, every, you know, tons of people would want to be baby. Tons of people would want to be sporty. I forgot about Posh. I was sort of conflating Posh. I was picturing Posh and Sporty as like the same one. That's funny because. But I'm guessing in her power, in her mental power ranking, I'm sure she was thinking, well, like, who would want to be scary? Like, you either want to be Posh or Sporty or. I think it's a regional thing. We didn't have a lot of ginger, um, a lot of ginger fanatics. Oh my gosh, everybody loved ginger. In, See, in, in my neck of the woods, Ginger always felt so weird because she was like, isn't she markedly older than? This is a very heterosexual male thing, but wasn't Ginger markedly older than the rest of them? Maybe, but she was seemed to be the more badass one out of all of them. So everybody wanted to be her, and nobody wanted to be Posh because Posh was like the one that was always in the background and like nobody really knew anything about. Now as an adult, like obviously right. you want to be Victoria Beckham, duh, but. Yeah, Ginger Spice is where it's at. Jerry Hollowell, yep. Yeah, the playground bully. And but see, now it's sort of like it's like a badge of honor, right? Like, I love Scary Spice, and how appropriate for best thing I ever chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, neither of us is wearing leopard print though. Unfortunately, she saved. Uh, she saved Scary for me for when we played Spice Girls. When we played in sync, she saved. Uh, Joey Fatone for me. Oh, because so, oh, uh, you were husky. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Joey Husky Huskyoni. Joey Hus Joey Huskyoni. I guess probably better than Chris Kirk- Kirkpatrick. Let's be honest. Oh yeah. Yeah, at least Joey was in Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yeah. My Big Fat Greek Wedding. He has a career now. He doesn't he like host stuff. My Big Husky Greek Wedding. <laughs> Did you ever see Spice World? No, that was totally oh. lost on me. I saw that in theaters. Cause it was mostly like it was mostly through osmosis. I was never that big of a fan, and I didn't really parse gender stuff that much as a kid. Um, you know, I if in terms of play and playground activities i would much rather hang out with the girls and like play with barbies than like have to play like pick up basketball and football on the playground um 
I but I, I, I don't think, like, when we would play Spice Girls, it wasn't because I was such a Spice Girls fan. It was just, well, like, the girls really like Spice Girls right now. So I guess we're playing Spice Girls. But, yeah, I never saw Spice World. Oh, man. It was always, like, a little too, like, like, I felt like I was maybe, like, doing something I wasn't supposed to be. It was, like, a little... It was, like, just past, like, the zone of proximal, like, sexual development. Yeah. Like, I could tell that, like, I probably shouldn't be watching this. Or it's, like, I probably know too much about what this is trying to do, and I feel guilty about it. So I was never that fully invested in the Spice Girls. Britney Spears, on the other hand, a couple years later, two, three years later, four years later... Well, this did come out. out loud. You and I were nine years old when this movie came out. Okay. Um, I was trying to find the rating. Um, I'm very, I, I'm, I was very conscious of it being out at the time. I can like picture the trailer in my head. Scary as hell. <laughs> PG. Okay. So not too bad. So if we're following Critter's rules, PG would mean there's like full frontal female nudity in Spice World. <laughs> is this rated PG? No, this is PG-13. It's PG-13, but holy. Oh, we will get to holy that. Holy cow. <laughs> we will get to that. But we're totally glancing over your genre, John. Well. I mean, there are. Once upon a time, I said to Taryn. That, hey, we're going to watch a couple dozen horror sequels for the horror sequels episode of Best Thing I Ever Saw this fall. Let's uh, let's fill in some blanks by starting our own little one-off series where uh, we talk about, well, whatever we want, one movie at a time. And uh, since you want to do Critters 3 so bad, we'll have to watch Critters. Well, first, I thought there there is a Critters 3. I didn't know that either. <laughs> so I had never, I don't, yeah, it really was not on my radar at all. When we did Critters a week ago, I had never seen Critters before. It had never seen Critters 2. Was never, I always, this is, always gets filtered through, did I um, idolize the cover of it at the video store? And I just cannot recollect any significant instances or any instances at all in which I saw this at the video store. Um, so yeah, I didn't really know anything about it, which it's a, seems like a weird thing to say for such a uh, sort of sparse B, B movie, but yeah, didn't don't really have a history with it. I guess my history was last week we watched Critters <laughs> and then I had to watch Critters 2 to prepare for this, but uh, not to give too much away, but I loved it i (laughs) didn't (laughs) well before we get into it we got to do the time warp which is a very special time warp so critters 2 released friday april 29th 1988 the week i was born that's pretty cool woo Headline from that day, Red Cross plans to test blood for rare virus tied to cancer. The other options were pretty grim, as they (laughs) always tend to be. Uh, This is, we've 
I guess sort of coincident or incidentally, a lot of these have been these first few episodes, and I think they'll continue to be, um, mostly in chronological order. And we've been kind of circling the mid to late 80s the last few weeks. Which has been great. And the headlines are just always so awful. Like someone, there's always just like some armed struggle that the U.S. is like, shadily involved with in some way or another overseas and like someone's being assassinated something like there was a noriega headline that i um left on the cutting room floor uh but this sounds cool went with the went the science and tech route wonder what came of those those blood tests vaguely optimistic oh it's sort of thematically related too i was gonna say red cross plans to test blood to find out who the thing is. You ever see the thing, Taryn? No, I haven't. Oh, there's a blood testing scene in it. Oh, sorry. Um, history. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Baltimore Orioles end their t- record 21-game losing streak by beating the White Sox 9-0. to Is that when a White Sox losing streak started? <laughs> Because nine to nothing—that's so. pretty rough. Had to been, yeah. Had a had to have been at least a losing streak of one. <laughs> what are the odds that the Orioles will have two significant streaks like that? Cal Ripken's starting streak, like 10, 15 years later, and this was their first win of the year, which isn't that crazy, I guess, because part of those twenty-one wins would have come from the previous season, because this mm-hmm. season probably would have been a month old at this point. Yeah, the first win. That's rough. 1988, in honor of my birth. It's a good year for baseball. Sure. <laughs> That's when the Twins won a World Series, right? I think it was a year before. I think it was 87. Uh, yeah, it was whatever. the 80. It was the 80. I guess baseball was only. Was it 89? Baseball is always contained in a single year. I guess basketball spans two years it's like fall to summer football is fall to winter it was 87 yeah 87 and 91 so spring of 87 to fall of 87 well maybe they were at the time thinking they could run it back and it was still a good year for the twins born on this day i hope i'm saying this right i think it may be saying this right yunha yuna probably yunha a korean singer songwriter pretty prolific she's uh i think been making music for like maybe you know i tried to count it before i didn't write it down maybe like 20 years huh maybe i over overstated it uh she's got she's still it's she's a contemporary artist she recently um released a little collaboration with one of the members of bts listen to the the single from it the other day it was really good you like BTS? No. Have you heard any BTS? Yeah, I mean a couple. You heard Dynamite? Probably. Don't sing oh, it, please. Oh, you would know, Taryn, if you heard Dynamite. I'm sorry to offend Andy <laughs> Schmidt. <laughs> I, uh... Look, I discovered Dynamite a few months ago. Peloton? No, that was so... It's, it's <laughs> you, you had a 50-50 shot. I was telling Taryn before... Uh, before we started that, my radio um, 
my personal radios are Peloton and, and big booty mixes. <laughs> and I, I, I got it by way of a big booty mix. Mm. But once I realized what it was and knew that it was both a song called Dynamite <laughs> and, uh, and a BTS song, I listened to it maybe 20 times in the afternoon that I discovered oh my it. God. <laughs> Be a good, good memoir title, a song called Dynamite. So Andy's a BTS fan. Taryn, not yeah, so much. I like it. I love boy bands. Oh, One boy Direction. bands are great. Speaking of One Direction, uh, that's what I would think of if I heard Where Do Broken Hearts Go. So number one, Billboard Hot 100 in uh, that week in 88, Where Do Broken Hearts Go by Whitney Houston. I love Whitney Houston. I had never heard of or I I'd never heard of either. this song. I never, I'd never heard the song nor heard of it. Played it yesterday. I wasn't crazy about it. Yeah. It was fine. It's fine. Certainly no Where Do Broken Hearts Go by One Direction. The Might superior be blasphemous Where Do Broken some Hearts people, Go. But... Uh, still, still in the, <laughs> we're still in the, uh, the esteemed tradition of talking about movies that are released in years where it, at at least one week of that year, a Police Academy movie was number one at the box <laughs> office. It wasn't this week. Uh, this week, uh, Colors, the Dennis Hopper-directed East L.A. gang war movie that I had never heard of starring Robert Duvall and Sean Penn, what <laughs> uh, was released. This was number one. Um, but a few weeks prior, Police Academy Five Assignment Miami Beach was was number one at the box office. I think eventually there just has to not be Police Academy movies, and we will break the streak, like the Baltimore Orioles did one spring evening. You can see my face every time <laughs> he says Baltimore. <laughs> it's painful. Assignment Miami Beach. I think when the assignments rolled in, some of the cadets were like, ah, uh, I think I'm going to like the Police Academy. <laughs> Darren, that's been Time Warp. Oh. Yikes. <laughs> uh, what, did, uh, what, did, what did grieve you to learn... That Critters was not nominated for any Academy Award. Critters 2, the main Neither course, of them were. was not nominated for, for any Academy Awards. I'm shocked. And because shocked. the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards did not exist yet, there are no stats for this film. <laughs> I think maybe, maybe we'll get out of the 80s one day and get some stats. Well, we will be next week. Yeah, next week we'll be out of the 80s, but I think we're right. We might it might be the last year before the the awards existed. I'm doing a quick Fangoria Chainsaw. Oh, speaking of, I missed opportunity here. So I was on vacation. I was in the north little Northwoods trip, little Northwoods jaunt, and I un Beknownst to me at the time, was in what could pretty safely be categorized as chainsaw country. There was a lot of chainsaw paraphernalia everywhere, 
and I should have I should have documented some of it. Apparently, I was not. This was one of the trips I abstained from, but uh, my in laws were out one of the days of the trip to pick up lunch, and apparently the bar had a bunch of chainsaws hanging from the ceiling, which I think would have been a gas to document and maybe turn into some That's some future bizarre. content. Yeah. Wisconsin's a weird place. Y'all. I'm sure I can find this stuff online. Um, but no, it's kind of cool. Not much of a picture taker though. I don't really do social media. Don't really do pictures. Living a life full of regrets. Anyways, Fangoria Chainsaw Awards started in 92. Hosted by Bruce Campbell. <laughs> I think 92 is the year the f- our next film came out. Taryn, would it grieve you to learn that as I scroll through... <laughs> the number of times I roll my eyes <laughs> during these episodes. <laughs> Maybe it was 91, because I can't imagine that this movie was nominated for zero chain zero chainsaws. <laughs> uh, Terminator 2. Why is Terminator 2 being nominated for... We are very off task. <laughs> okay, let me look. I guess, I don't know why I'm being so with, no, it is 92. Jeez. Oh, but it's, oh, so it's like, duh. So they were, they were held in 92, awarding movies from 93. Uh, or from wait, 90, sorry. <laughs> I looked at 93. I'm so, oh, I do this all the time. So I looked at, anyways, they were honoring the films of 91 at a ceremony held in 92. So because next week's film, Candyman, came out in 92, it was thus eligible for the 93 second annual Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. Oh, I do that all the time. If you've... I, I don't know if I'll ever teach Shakespeare again. So um, I guess this was... Speaking of missed opportunities, if I'm ever in the throes of well teaching a shakespeare play mm-hmm. i will jumble the acts and scenes up for the class at will pretty much on a daily basis i do that too i just i am so for being a fairly competent mathematician i am extremely incompetent at converting the numbers in my head to speech um, but anyways, we next week, don't want to jump the gun. I guess I could just look at the following year's awards, but I think we might actually get to talk about the Fingoria Chainsaw Awards next week. Woo. We will. Scanners three. There was a scanners three. Yeah, we were so far away from critters. <laughs> Let's get closer to them than we've ever been and get into this. All right. At first, I thought we were getting a new, new line logo. It is a new, new line. It's like saying, we've had this conversation, saying like 20, 2021, 2022 school year. Um. Look, make no mistake, there is a new, new line 
logo at the start of the film, but it was retrofitted because there's it says something like an AOL company or AOL something something. So they must have just when they updated this or remastered it stuck a newer new line logo at the front because i'm guessing so this was 88 i'm guessing they were still maybe using the logo that precedes critters critters the appetizer critters the first the, course the new line logo yeah oh i don't remember i don't know if it's the contemporary new line logo but it's the yeah it must not be because i don't even know if it's the same one that would precede say the lord of the rings films but it has that very soothing new line jingle as the like film strips are coalescing but yeah it was retrofitted so who knows what actual logo played before probably maybe still that red one that would play before a lot of the nightmare on elm street movies from the time a tale of two title cards Cause what a fall from grace! Oh yeah, that was, that was the <laughs> first thing that I—that was my first note. I'm like, well, this is lackluster compared to the first one. Way less cool. I think this is a meme. You'll have to explain memes to me, Taryn. But <laughs> I was thinking of that—that that thing where your grandma learns that you like Critters title cards, but she gets you the Critters two title card. <laughs> and you have to act surprised in that you really like it. <laughs> if it's not a meme, we can make it one. But yeah, what a that was cuz I I we talked about this before we hit the old record button at the behest of Joseph Gordon-Levitt and <laughs> I said how I had some some trepidation, some misgivings about uh, watching this one, thinking I wasn't in love with Critters and thought, how could Critters 2 be any better? And I was thinking, if this is a harbinger of what the rest of the movie will be like, I don't know if I can get through these 85 minutes, but as I've said already, Taryn, this movie rocks. <laughs> Critters one, Critters 2 rules and Critters drools. <laughs> and I am the opposite. I didn't dislike this movie, but there were times that I was bored <laughs> and was like, all right, this can move a little, move along a bit more. Well, that's, that was one of my takeaways. I felt like I was never bored. Interesting. Went down very, very easy, very smooth. The score <laughs> seems better, but then vanished kind of as quickly as its predecessor score did. I mean, we do get the... Hungry Heifer jingle. I do love that. I do. It's a good, and that's, that's a very, it must be like a MTV generation influence thing, which probably had a, because this was a, I guess there had been soundtracks before and like songs made for the movie mm. songs. But that's, this is definitely right there in that sweet spot. We'll see. Whether it's this show or our sister show, <laughs> you'll see a lot of those late 80s of horror movies have songs made. So Friday, Friday the 13th, part six, which is 
I think two years before this, has a very wonderful song made for it, as does Nightmare on Elm Street 3, which was a year before this. I think Nightmare on Elm Street 4 might even have one, too, which was also this year. It was also this year, but it was later in the year. Hmm. Um, so right in that sweet spot of <laughs> promotional soundtracks that have the songs made for them. Yeah, the hung- is it Hungry Heifer? Right. I wrote it down. Because at first I yeah, thought, hungry yeah, Hungry Heifer, heifer yeah. Because at first, we learn later that it's, and I f- always forget which is which, diegetic versus non-diegetic. Do you know the difference? Nope. <laughs> well, it, it just refers to what from the soundtrack is existing within the universe of the film versus what is just, oh. like, peripheral score. So, like, in Jaws, the swimmers aren't hearing... So it's either I can't I'm not gonna look at it. It's just one one of them is diegetic, one of them is non-diegetic. So that's non-diegetic. I have okay. So non-diegetic is sort of a part of the majesty of film. Yes. And diegetic. Wait, no, diegetic says occurring within the context of the story and able to be heard by the characters. Yeah. So the dinner dinner whatever from Jaws is non-diegetic. Non-diegetic. Diegetic is the hungry heifer song. Right, because at, but at first I'm thinking is wait, can the patrons hear the song? Because you don't. If you go to a Burger King, they're not playing Burger King commercials in the Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's very obvious the next one of the one of the next times we're at the Hungry Heifer that it's clearly diegetic. But kind of an odd thing either way. Um, and two new words today. Well, does that count as? Are we counting that as two words? I am. I learned what they both mean. <laughs> love that bug. I love this whole open. Taryn, I love this whole movie. It's the best thing I ever chainsaw. <laughs> you haven't seen the third one yet. <laughs> but I do I do love that. I, I, I really got a kick out of it. As, a, as in the first one, I think both of those opening scenes, look, bounty hunters are going to bounty hunt. And especially in this one, I, I just love... On the so yeah, on the one hand, I love that very sort of creature shop, creepy crawly, very plastic. Like I feel like I know what that bug that whose bounty they hunted feels like. But there was just this weird. It it, it felt a lot to me like this. It it was going to be a fake out because there's such a weird cut once he's like. I'm trying to remember the the sequencing of it, but Charlie is maybe attacked by the bug. Oh, and then yeah. is it uh, Ugg who saves him? Yeah. When they cut from Charlie to Ugg, it had... Like a simulation kind of a feel? Yeah, it felt That's like someone I... was going to say, and cut! Right. And, you, and then you learned that it was we were in a studio audience watching like a Critters movie be made. It was just kind of odd. Yeah. But I love that bug, though. That was one of the few jump scares in the movie, too. Probably, yeah. It's I the think, only one I can... Yeah. I mean, there's a couple other ones, but yeah. I was excited, maybe too excited to write down how much I loved it, so I was. <laughs> I took some of my attention away from the screen. But I do, now that I hear you say it, yeah, that was maybe the closest I got to experiencing a jump. We jump to our bounty hunters on the ship. I was a little confused at first. I wasn't. It took me a while to realize 
that, and maybe this is clear from the end of Critters, the first course, but I didn't realize that Charlie was with them and it was all three of them. I thought the like identity one of them crisis, had... Lee, mm-hmm. I thought Lee was still being Charlie. Yeah. Because then I thought like, well, like why? Like he's a bounty hunter. Why is he so like squeamish? Shouldn't he be able to kill a little bug? And then he opens his little overhead compartment and very Predator 2, but I guess it's Predator 2 is very Critters 2. Would they have the the heads of all of the the like the refrigerated kills. and the, <laughs> the off brand Yoda head? I mean, yeah. that's obviously supposed to be a Yoda, right? Which is funny because that fake off brand Yoda head, which they probably bought from a store that advertised it as like monk space monk master, <laughs> pointy eared space monk master. <laughs> Um, that head looks a lot like one of the of Yoda's race that you see in the Phantom Menace it's kind of like a surlier more extended Yoda I think he maybe has an eye patch he's a little more clay skinned Mm. anyways that was cool I didn't realize Critters 2 had done it before Predator 2 um, having seen the third one, I knew that Charlie was a bounty hunter, so it wasn't like that surprising, but, um, it did kind of warm my heart a little bit to see Charlie, like, find his place in the, in the world now, or in the universe, <laughs> rather, um, just cause obviously he was not very well accepted in, what's the town called? Grover's Grover's Bend? End or something? Bend, that's what Grover's it was. Bend. Um, he wasn't really accepted there because they all thought he was insane and a drunk, but he had to climb out of that bottle and into that spaceship. He did. (laughs) He did. It got him to quit drinking. (laughs) Had the warden been working out? (laughs) Maybe. Their less but, job of the hut, like now. But skipping arm day <laughs> and like head day, apparently. Well, no, been, oh. he's it's been all head day. It's, it's head day all the day. way down. <laughs> oh, <laughs> lost neck day in the week somewhere. He bookmarked anyway. all the head workouts from on his Peloton app. Were they all Justin Bieber? <laughs> no, those are from the big booties. Oh, that's right. It's 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 cool to actually see them bounty hunting. That was one of the Oh was, yeah, something was outside like, of that was two lines of my notes. Finding the Christ. And said it's cause that I think a lot of I think a lot of what I'll say and what made me like it so much is just they're so this is I mean, this is such an overstatement for a movie like this, but this is so much more like a whole piece where they clearly are comfortable in what they're doing and know what they're doing know really what the movie is and one of the best and most rewarding instances of that is the bounty hunters the bounty hunters are just so jarring and almost out of a different movie in the first one and it's nice to 
get into it so so quickly and to see them actually bounty hunting. It feels good. It was a big breakthrough for me. Well, they have a... This sounds ridiculous, but they have a little bit more. I mean, we know who Charlie is, so... Yeah. Like, we have his background. We, he has... He had depth in the first movie. Well, in quotes. <laughs> I mean, enough depth in the first movie, but, like, you get to see more... Not emotion, necessarily, but you get to see more of Ugg's personality to some extent. Um, I was impressed by how quickly they rectified it because at first i'm thinking okay so he's still johnny Steele, right <laughs> but then those screenwriters very clever he, he says well i just i feel so myself and in, in johnny Steele, and that's why lee never yeah and lee is still having identity his identity crisis, crisis. We're finally back to the band after two years. <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm just looking at one of my notes. Oh, comes up in a second here. Um, is this? Do we see the? We see Wesley and uh, Qu- Quigley. 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 Yep. Quigley. <laughs> uh, we see them before the bus, right? That's right. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because Wesley's like, I got some stuff for you, man. Got these weird egg things. Yeah, how that I found in this abandoned home. How does he know they're there? I th- did so, I miss that? Did they? I think that he, had, he had been there before. I don't. Maybe he was. Maybe he's uh... like looting the place or. Who knows? Because it's been nobody's lived there for two years. They said maybe he's Billy Zane's brother. Maybe looking for revenge. Um, so I think he was just there. I don't know if he was. He's you know, kind of a hooligan. Maybe he was looking for stuff to take. Um, he's the Grover's Ben Bandit. <laughs> he does wear a leather jacket. Isn't that supposed to mean <laughs> something in this in this city? Um. So, what yeah. We, wearing a leather jacket in Grover's Bend used to mean something, dear. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> the note that I wrote down, um, when Quigley sees the, the eggs, he's just <laughs> like, these things ain't worth dick. <laughs> I'm like, that sounds more like a critter line than a human line, but I'm here for it. Oh. Really quickly? I'd say they're worth about $20 a, a bushel. <laughs> According to the weirdly fit vegan grandma. <laughs> well, I was, so this, it was around this part of the movie where I felt like I had maybe wasted 10 minutes because I I thought am I watching did I download old by accident I've seen the trailer I'm just not getting the connection <laughs> so Scott Grimes looked like oh I thought we were still on Quigley and Wesley pancaked by a puberty bus <laughs> and the that also had bus. an earring That's 
Because he's supposed to, he's supposed to be what like sixteen? Was he fourteen in the first one? I would say no older than yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Because I thought he was right? like ten or eleven. He, I would yeah <laughs> maybe even one. fourteen. I would say no older than fourteen in in Critters the first course. Um maybe 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 a little bit younger, but regardless yeah, it's yeah. just it's just a jarring experience. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I, I wasn't expecting him to be like shunned. <laughs> like, he's a child. That was another, th- yeah, that, cause why, what was the, surely I can just, I'll, some of these things can just go over my head, but what was the reasoning behind we don't talk about the critters, even though a church and bowling alley full of people saw at least the bounty hunters. Right. So no of extraterrestrial life. I just didn't. Yeah, I don't. Why we don't talk about the critters anymore? We don't or pretend they never existed. Yeah, I was. I wasn't quite sure what was going on there because I was also concerned. I'm like, why is he coming back without his family uh, to visit a grandmother that? didn't know she existed <laughs> like there was no mention of her in the first movie um and then why does everybody blame him for i mean maybe it's like a new charlie because they you know didn't believe charlie for believing in yeah. aliens and now brad experiences this you know insane unbelievable experience and everybody's like fuck this kid he spread lies about our town and it's really no service of the plot right because they would because that gets resolved i suppose you would say once they come together to either die or beat the critters which they would have had to have done whether they had previously believed this kid or not so yeah, just kind of weird, <laughs> and that's when. So it's it's this chunk. Of, it's the two. I I think it's in the context of the leather jacket kid, where the the two years we get our first two years. I think it's the guy in the leather jacket says it's been two years <laughs> since anyone's been in this barn or something like yeah. that. Oh no! There's a scene. Because just the, uh, it was just funny. Um, when the bus driver is asking Brad if his grandmother told him about the Browns, like the fam- the Brown oh, right. family. And I had to, had to do like a mental double take. Like, oh, it, they're the Browns, right? Yeah, they're the Browns. Yeah. Well, because there's, there's a scene where his backpack has his name, Bradley <laughs> Brown, and you just see his hand cover it for a second. <laughs> like the bus driver would have noticed. Uh, hot grandma alert. <laughs> According to Andy Schmidt. <laughs> it's just, at first I thought, I guess it just, it's because of her, I guess, characterization as a health and fitness nut. A health and fitness health daycare and fitness, provider. <laughs> health and fitness nut pod. But at first, not yet knowing that, seeing the grandma in the, in the leotard. In the or, leotard, right? Unitard, not leotard. Unitard. What's a leotard? Leotard is for dancing. Unitard would be. Yeah, you're right. Are they the same thing? Is this like cold brew and 
Iced coffee? <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking it up. You got a vamp, Taryn. I, I'm pretty sure. Oh, Unitard versus Leotard. <laughs> I'm on it. Um, Maybe. Oh, one has legs and one doesn't. So she was wearing like a pantyhose thing under it because it had no legs. Maybe she was wearing a leotard over a unitard. Was that how they did in the 80s? Wait, leotard, that's Critters 3. Don't do Leonardo DiCaprio dirty like that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yes. Health and fitness grandma. Wait, what's the... Here, something. Let's get it from the dancewear guru. What? But I can't. Wow, I would not have suspected this be so unhelpful with a unitard. Is a skin tight all in one that covers the legs to the ankles. A a leotard covers the body but doesn't have legs. So that's like the high. She's in a leotard. She's in a leotard. Yeah. We bring you quality content. <laughs> uh, Brad, you didn't tell me your grandma was a major gilf. Well, this took a turn. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, so, yeah, so we see fit grandma. Hashtag fit grandma. <laughs> uh, Brad Brown is back in town. <laughs> That should have been the song that they created for this movie. (laughs) Yeah, your favorite. Because that's said by Sally. For some reason, the internet says, calls her Sally in the first course. And in the main course, she's listed as Sal. Yeah. I don't know. But anyways, she says it. We have another. (laughs) There was a, it was almost like uh Tommy Jarvis and his masks when he's interacting with Reggie the Reckless in their first encounter <laughs> in A New Beginning. I can't quite remember all of the context of it, but the the, the actor who's playing the editor of the newspaper, there's some back and forth. It's either between him and Sal or the daughter and... Or, yeah, because she wants to do the Brad Brown is back in town story, and they're kind of fighting over over it, and he does like a, like, no, you can't do the story. I mean it. Stop. (laughs) This is a little weird. (laughs) Yeah. um, I was very happy to see her back again because she was one of my faves from the first time around in a totally different capacity, though. Like, she's no longer working for the the police department. Now she's... Now Which she's is like maybe the same set. I'm remembering now that that's not the police department. It's the it's the news room, I guess. Yeah, that's okay. Um, because at first I was like, is that the same person? I mean, she's got the outfits, but she's not working for the sheriff anymore. So, who are you, and what have you done with Sal? Yeah. We get more fit grandma. And uh, maybe I was overinflating it because she doesn't do it the whole time. Maybe I was overinflating it for that first one because it seems so ridiculous to me. But was she affecting like a grandma voice? 
in that first scene when when Brad when so Brad Brown is back in town. He comes to the daycare. He's with fit grandma because they couldn't get D Wallace to come back. <laughs> right. And she's doing like like a stereotype like granny voice that she kind of drops out of later where it was it like they just said like all right so you're here's what you got to know about your character you're the grandma <laughs> so, all right i got this it's cuz she's <laughs> I've got doing, the voice down yeah i i don't know if i'll have the courage to to do it on mic but maybe later i'll do some granny voice for you Taryn but i think she was faking a granny voice i mean she could have been um I just looked up a quote from hers. Brad says, Nana, the critters are here. Nana, no shit, Bradley, damn meat eaters. (laughs) Now I'm just imagining that in a grandma voice. (sighs) Um, Do we then switch back to Quigley and Wesley? Yeah, because we got a Cujo, we get a Cujo name drop. Yeah. And that's also kind of scary. I think I was, again, maybe like writing something down. And if I were glued to the TV, it would have scared me. But we get the pit bull. Oh, yeah. Scare, I was kind of. Which was. Some people were calling it scary enough. Yeah. <laughs> sure. His name is Chili Dog, though. Oh, really? I missed that. That was precious. Pit bull named Chili Dog. And then there's. Because. I'm just looking at the sequence of my notes because I had just the Cujo thing and then we must go to Sal at the trailer and then it's already yeah. back to Quigley and Leather Jacket Man. Yes. Because we get yes. not... Because then the grandma comes back and is like buying them. Fit grandma. Yes, fit grandma. How dare I? <laughs> we learn, yeah, so they we have not M. Emmett Walsh. We get Barry Corbin. Which I learned in pre-pro of, see, I can't remember now. Is it One Tree Hill or Seventh Heaven? One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill. Nobody cares about Seventh Heaven. And I guess Modern Family. Oh, yeah. He really grew that. into that role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they re- there's a whole, like, it's just sort of like scene after scene of sort of peeling back the onion of, okay, so... D. Wallace told him to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so we have hot grandma. Sorry, fit grandma. And then Wallace told him to fuck off. So we got Barry Corbin. And that's cause that's a really short scene, right? It's just sad. Yeah. She's just like, we need your help, Barry Corbin. And he's like, fuck off. Y'all didn't vote me to be sheriff. I don't want to have anything to do with you. And then we, at a whiplash-inducing speed, get back to Leather Jacket Man and Quigley. And Leather Jacket Man is irate over whether or not the deal will be sealed with the agreed-to beer. (laughs) And he's asking where the beer is, looking in the direction of off-screen would have been a delivery trucks worth of beer (laughs) he's like old man where's the beer (laughs) also we should mention that quigley the old man also has 
like a stub of a cigar in his mouth for the majority of this time. That's just squiggly, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Wesley then acquires double the amount of beer that he... Okay, it's Wes, his name's Wesley. Wesley, Good yeah. Good to know. Good to remember. It's doubled the amount of beer that he said he was going to take, but since it wasn't his preferred beer, he's like, fuck you, I'm taking two of this generically branded beer. <laughs> Just white <laughs> can, black beer. letters. <laughs> says beer Uh, hey look beer is beer (laughs) i mean free beer is free beer so and then perfectly frames up uh a nudie mag and says he's taking that too (laughs) (laughs) which becomes important later We return to the scene of uh, your biggest uh, moment of learning here today, the hungry heifer with the diegetic and non-diegetic. And that's where they, oh yeah, so that's where they get into, because Brad shows up there and they get into a little fisticuffs. Scuffle, yeah. Which made me immediately think, oh, It'll be fun to see how Wesley gets mutilated later because he's such a dick. Yeah, well, he but was then just, he doesn't. Yeah, which was a very upsetting to me because he just comes up and starts like smelling Megan. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Uh, Taryn, Megan. What did I? What did I say? You said Megan. What is it? I, f- I feel like Brad Scott Grimes is always saying it, Megan. All right. I thought you would have picked up on it. Nope. Well, you picked up on the beer difference. I didn't even get that, that he was asking for other beer. Yeah. Because he calls the, the, the beer that he does have, like, piss in a can or something, <laughs> which made me giggle. So, <laughs> um, but of course, you know, 16-year-old oh, yeah. Brad comes through and has to try and save the girl from... Bad boy Wesley. And then he he squares up with like Oh yeah, like he's gonna climb. I don't something. yeah, like I don't even know what you would call well, he's like, it. I've been learning karate. <laughs> I'm like what are you doing? Karate it's nineteen eighty eight, so I've been learning karate. <laughs> right. And then we cut to the like the saloon doors and he gets thrown out. Yeah. By LJM. And like nobody gives a shit that any of this is. Nobody except for Brad cared that Megan was getting sniffed up. Well, because aren't they all. They're always like, yeah, we hate that kid. Yeah. For for some reason. (laughs) For some stupid reason. We all hate this 16 year old boy who only showed up in town for Easter week. Oh, yeah. Easter Easter vacay. (laughs) Easter vacay 88. Live it up. (laughs) Finally, once that became clearer and clearer, I was like, finally an Easter movie. (laughs) Well, and I don't know when this happened. It must have happened earlier. But um, like they the camera like pans over the town square and you see the Easter egg hunt sign. Mm. 
And I'm like, oh, because just knowing at the end of the first movie, they have the the scene with the eggs, right? And I'm like, oh, shit. So they're going to turn these into Easter eggs. And so you could obviously see that coming. But like, who who would? (laughs) I just find the whole premise of buying Easter eggs from this rando man in just a skeezy building. And he says they're from Europe, <laughs> and you're just like, "All right, give me all of them for twenty bucks." <laughs> like, Fit Grandma is a little too gullible. They're real city slicker eggs. <laughs> We're driving with Jimmy and uh, Megan. It's definitely not Megan. Is it Megan or me? It's not Megan. He's saying Megan. What? I, whatever. And then maybe I get, maybe this is the point, or that it's just to further neg her. I guess if Brad has been reading the game, um, <laughs> he she's describing how she's a a journalist, and he says, "Oh, so you're like Jimmy Olsen with breasts?" Oh yeah. But why doesn't he just say, "Oh, so you're like Lois Lane, who has breasts?" <laughs> I guess it's more infantilizing to say, like, oh, you're like the kid reporter with breasts. Which is funny, because before he said that, you get sort of Smallville vibes, and he is, like, such the aesthetically prototypical Jimmy Olsen is, like, 15, 16-year-old Scott Grimes. It's ridiculous. (laughs) So I thought the movie was reading my mind. I thought I'd sort of just... it was sort of all just a fever dream since I loved it so much. Very well could have been. And it had all those cheeseburgers. Yeah, that was really weird too. <laughs> I might need your help with this one. So I've got why sure. do they... We kind of talked about this. Whatever is going on in the scene, I'm not sure what the specifics of the scene are, but I, just more of like, why do they have to lie, or like, why does Brad have to lie? Like, why? What are they covering up, and why? There was a whole bowling alley in church that saw aliens. So what's the wait? Lie about what? I can't remember. It's just it's just a note I wrote down. Not super important. Hmm. Don't want to take any of the limelight away from. What I imagine was very traumatizing for you. Yes. (laughs) It's the only note that I wrote in all caps. (laughs) Fuck this movie. (laughs) Taryn, your notes are shouting at me. Good. (laughs) They should. So what Andy's alluding to and that I was very upset by was that this is so prior to this moment, we see, you know, the... The eggs have hatched. There's like green ooze everywhere, which is a new development from the first movie, by the oh, way. Oh yeah, that was another um, thing too, where it's like they're they're knowing more of what they are and and should be doing, and that was very. I feel like, but like slime was everywhere by then, and gonna be yeah, increasingly in sort of pop culture, I guess, with Ninja Turtles and Nickelodeon, Ghostbusters. So good, yeah, yeah, yeah. So good on them for. Kind of making that part of the brand that this is now just about 
mutilated critters in an ooze green bus. <laughs> well, well, it's so okay. So we get Quigley like coming back home from something. Who knows? And he's like wanting to feed the dog. And the dog doesn't arrive when he, you know, puts food in his bowl. And he's like, ah, fuck it, you'll come back when you're hungry. And then he, like, goes into another room. There's Chili Dog. who's getting eaten alive. Well, not anymore. By little baby critters. And it was... In a I manner mean, that looked like they were sucking the life force yeah. out of him. <laughs> I mean, it, the, it was pretty gnarly. Um, yeah. I was compared to anything that was killed or attacked in the first movie. I was a little. I wasn't expecting it to to be that gnarly. <laughs> I was to pissed off. Avoid. And then I had nothing, something else there too. So, oh, the foot bite. The foot bite. The one of them takes a big sort of comedically represented bite out of Quigley's foot. Oh, yeah, yeah, And it yeah. looks like his foot was just one consistent <laughs> like <laughs> unit of meat. <laughs> but pretty satisfying to see. Yeah. Foot bite. Um, so this, well, I'll save that for a little. We'll get to it in a second, actually. Um, but yeah, so at this point in the movie, baby critters abound. Um, but they like very st- strategically hatch. <laughs> I feel like because like that batch yeah. hatched there, and then the batch of the church hadn't hatched and wouldn't hatch for a little while. I think they only hatch on camera. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um. But I because I like at one point they're you know at the, all the kids at church are painting the the easter eggs the critter eggs um and oh yeah and that there's like one kid who he must have like dropped it on the ground or something and he saw that it was oozing out and he just like throws it out the window (laughs) and i was like you really are saving your ass this time little kid not just thinking you're gonna get in trouble Yeah, and after footbite, there's we get Brad going through his. I guess he must maybe he's going through his luggage. It's just a scene you know, with him alone in his. I guess his room at, at Grandma's house, and he's going through his stuff, and there's a picture of him and Charlie in the slingshot scene from the first one. And this happens a lot in in movies, but it's one of the funniest things to me. And it's, who took that picture? Who took a picture of Charlie and Brad in the scene where they hit April with the slingshot in the first one? Because it's just like a perfectly established, like framed shot of the the slingshot scene. Billy Zane. (laughs) Or maybe grandma did it. Oh. To his dad, yeah, they may they'll, they'll. I'm. I was expecting them to then retcon that that there'd be a flashback, and yeah. Grandma's off to show that Grandma was there the whole time and say, <laughs> "All right, Bradley." Grandma was a critter. Smile, and because he was smiling, he was distracted, and it hit April in the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> we get our first critter cam. Yes, which 
I was a little upset that there wasn't more Critter Can this time around. Yeah, I was just about to say, I, I think if memory serves, one of the only Critter Cams. Mm-hmm. And no, because he didn't return, no MM at Walsh Cam. <laughs> and no I had Billy to, Bush Cam. <laughs> yeah. No Cam for the Bushy? And that's when, so, oh, we, we didn't talk about, that. we had talked about this before um, Joseph was here forcing us to hit record. <laughs> um, I had, you had to tell, you had to clarify this for me. So, before this scene, because this is the, 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 Megan's younger sister going to bed with her oh, yeah, Easter yeah. bunny. And previously, Grandma, Fit Grandma, gives her the Easter Bunny. I know it wasn't chocolate, because she says, oh, chocolate. And Grandma says, no, not chocolate, better, whatever. And it's what again? Carob. Carob, which is, like, pretty inside for 1988. I hadn't even heard yeah. of this before. It's, like, a healthier chocolate alternative? Yeah, like a, yeah, I don't know. It's, like, a cocoa bean alternative, because it comes in a pod. I don't know. A nut pod? Not a nut pod. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Look, this isn't a nut pod. Um, we think, So we get our critter cam. We see the carob bunny. We also see a mad ball, which I went mad for. I had to remember it. For, I couldn't remember if they were called mad balls or monster balls. So I wrote monster ball, and only pictures of Halle Berry mm-hmm. came up when I Googled it. Um, but so did these really excellent looking recipes for no bake monster cookie balls. But any, I don't know why, why would the, I guess this is a gendered thing to say, but that young girl doesn't strike me as one who would have any interest in a mad ball. She was pretty sassy. She probably would have one. I liked her. Taryn, there's a dog mad ball with an exposed brain and a stitched eyelid. (laughs) Not my my jam. Do you have any mad balls? No. I think I did. Or at least aspired to have them. Should we call Paul? It might be in your basement. Well, (laughs) I called him once already today as his tradition to say, (laughs) I'm about to record a podcast if anything happens. I love you. <laughs> Taryn murdered me. <laughs> Creep frog. Oh, what's the dog called? Chili dog? Oh, you well, This mean one's not on here. No, so okay. we got Spoozoos, Deckhead, Eyesore, <laughs> Spitbull, Racket Attack, Fang Thang, Fleabag, Creep frog, Brain Rot. Shum chum, but this ad doesn't include the dog one. Oh no, maybe is, that, is it flea bag? That's not the flea bag I saw before though. With the exposed brain. Anyways, she had a mad ball. It was cool. Kind of like this is um a part of the esteemed line of like the Popeye cookie jar from Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. Pinheads shirt, not pinheads. Pinbusters shirt. Oh yeah. From, uh, from Critters the First Course. I guess the pinhead shirt. That's a few weeks from now. 
Oh, and then I didn't. Yeah. So the dad. That was that really worked on me. Just the the sound design there with the dad squishing the, the I guess like would be excellent. baby critter, yeah. which was like I was expecting there to be a little more meat when yeah, he lifted all, his foot up. Like it was just like all goo. Fur? Yeah, <laughs> it was just all green goo. Yeah, and he just like, I don't know how he didn't note. Well, I guess he could have not noticed it, but just squish. <laughs> That was the end of that. <laughs> it's Easter Sunday, I think. We're at church. Which, complete, I mean, for a while, completely different church vibe than the previous movie. Yeah. Like, even prior to, um, you know, the car crashing into the church, um, that church just gave me a weird vibe. Uh, this one felt like a very, you know, I don't, I don't go to church, I don't know, but like a very traditional, like small town church situation. Um, Standing room only for that service. Yeah. And I think the the reverend looks directly in the camera at one point. <laughs> Is that when he says like, it's yeah, nice yeah, to see yeah, you yeah. all here, and like so many of you are finally coming to church for. Just Easter Sunday? Oh, he said it. It was, yeah, it's something like, as Christ rises today, <laughs> so did the desire to get back to church in many of you. <laughs> That's what it was. We get Sheriff Jr., or I guess like the interim sheriff, because Harv, and not even the interim sheriff, because Harv says later yeah, he was voted that in. he was voted out. Yeah, so Sheriff Jr. must have been voted in. Yeah. He must have also received the one note from the director that was, look, the <laughs> sheriff does not want to be here today because, <laughs> oh, my God, is he leaning oh. into that very hard, and I loved every minute of it. <laughs> and then he dies. Well, okay. <laughs> We have to go through how he dies because his stomach gets eaten out. <laughs> well, like his junk gets. Like, oh, that's right. And I didn't catch what he said, too. Well, he, he says makes, he makes a joke about because like the bunny suit isn't fitting correctly or like it's not closing over yeah. like, his pelvic area. And he just makes a joke about like, oh, great. So all the the little kids are going to see like the Easter bunnies bulge or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then all the baby critters. Like hop into it. That was a pretty great scene. Um, he's just like running around trying to get the critters out of his costume, which like take the fucking costume off, bro. Um, and then he bursts through the the window, um, only to die in front of everybody at church with all these like critter puncture wounds yeah it was like it was did so one of them weird. have a machine gun <laughs> I, I took very distinct note of that with, yeah. but wait but what why is he <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man maybe it was just i mean i don't know why they would have done this maybe to get the angle i i thought that that was a cool shot there are a few moments there are like three or four distinct moments in the movie where 
there's some clever, memorable, unique shots and camera work, at least like for a Critters sequel. Yeah. Uh, and there's the shot where he's looking over the broken critter egg and it's at a very 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 mm. low angle and it almost looked like maybe they did that they made an enormous prop critter egg to kind of make the depth match up because i don't know how they would have oh, otherwise yeah. like gotten the i don't know the depth to work with but that was a really cool shot um also had me a little that might have been which isn't really saying a lot, but that was probably the most scared I ever was because I thought, okay, at what point is the critter going to fly out? Are they going to like cut to a pool of ooze? And then at what point from the ooze is the critter going to Oh, when he's out? like looking at... Yeah, oh. yeah. I was, I was like, there's got to be a critter that pops out. There's got to yeah, be a Yeah, I even... I, I might have looked down or away <laughs> or at my notes a few times during the hang time of that scene. That, that, that's a, it's a really cool scene with the Easter Bunny. <laughs> and then he dies. And then he dies. Yes. Once I want to see a movie where there's a really cliched line, like, go check the yellow pages, mm-hmm. and then it cuts to people actually checking the yellow pages. I wanted to see Megan and Brad just pouring over the phone book. And like, oh, no, look here. Sheriff for hire. <laughs> Next to a Critter Busters ad. Critter Busters. Oh, man. I, his mullet is <laughs> strong in this. Uh, that was one of my notes. <laughs> It then solidifies itself as one of the hardest PG-13 movies <laughs> I'll likely ever see. Oh. Is this when the bounty hunters arrive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have thoughts. It is time. Th- this is where... I mean, we go from the high of the sheriff getting murked. <laughs> To the low of Lee transforming into a Playboy centerfold. And it was just, like, the most offensive and infuriating (laughs) scene. Like, there's... Like, Charlie is holding up the, the Playboy and, like, we know what's going to happen. The American culture. Yes, this is American culture. <laughs> and then, <laughs> but then, like, as he's transforming into the, the woman, like, there's a shot of his ass growing. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, the chest growing. And I thought that it was going to maintain, like, I thought clothing was still going to be there. No, no. You just see, like, Yeah, because that, yeah. Why, right. Grow. I mean, I know why, but yeah. why in a more physics-bound universe aren't the clothes just, like, on her still? Well, and then, like, they... Like, the one line that she ever says is, kill more krites. And they walk off into the field, and she's, like, basically naked. Yeah. And I was just at that moment, and I'm like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> like, 
I get this is an 80s movie. And I am looking at it with, you know, hindsight of 2020. But I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> hindsight of 2021. Yeah. 2021, um, 2022. <laughs> I was just very annoyed. And maybe you can help me out with this. So before Darren quit the show. <laughs> before, I think I'm remembering the sequencing correctly. So before Lee has determined that he's going to transform into the centerfold, he's going to transform into Charlie. And Charlie's reacting in a way that like someone's about to shoot him. Yeah, he's like, no, 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 wait, no, don't, don't, don't. But why? What was? That was another one of those that yeah. just went right over my head. I don't because understand. like if he shape shifts into you, then you just there'll be two Charlies, yeah. like there already have been and will be. Right. That was strange. And then they totally, much like the the title card, the effects of the skull shape shifting mm. was just like. Uh, it's not what I wanted. No. I mean, to say nothing again of the the gr- the gratuitous transformation. Because at first, because I, I guess for the effect, because like it looks, and this is, who cares, but between what you see first in the PG-13 of it all, when the body is, I guess, shifting in shape and you see the breasts emerge... They're obviously very, like, rubbery, fake-looking breasts. And I thought, okay, this feels very PG-13. And then you blink, and it's like, oh, all right. Damn. I guess we will kill more Krites. Yeah. God. We'll also kill Quigs. Oh, yeah, with, like, the one bulging eye. Yeah. (laughs) Ah, that was, yeah, that was great. Um, just like creature shop effect stuff with the with the eye, and I guess like it was like a week the critters were doing a weekend at Bernie's type thing where they somehow propped Quigley up, yeah, just to stand <laughs> there and be at the door and then fall over, fall over onto Brad. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> Cause oh, and Sal is there. That's right. Um. Because Sal is freaking out about having seen a a critter, and then that's what prompts them to open the door and ta da, dead quickly. <laughs> ta da, dead quickly. Mm-hmm. Look, Taryn, I know we're discussing critters too, but I gotta take a critters one. All right, pause time. <laughs> All right, we are back. Here for some green critter goo. I think it first really takes off when they're attacked at Quigley's shack. <laughs> I was going to say Quiggy for some reason. Quiggy. That would have been all right. I keep wanting to call him Quibbly. <laughs> oh, what is Quibbly? Is Quibbly oh. something? Quib- Quibby, Quick Bites, rest in peace. <laughs> But is Quibbly something? I don't think so. I think it's just... We'll figure it out. Yeah, someday. But we get... So at Quiggy... Quig, 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 Quigley! Quigley's Ranch, we get a 
pancaked critter. Are any other critters like exploded? Oh, because he no. bites the tire. So there's a critter that bites the tire and inflates itself. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Which is then pancaked. Oh, then he's pancaked. <laughs> um, so I was gonna say the 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 aftermath of the deaths of the death of the of the critters is not nearly as it's more comedic than the deaths of you know that are caused by the critters, which. I don't know what my point is about that, but <laughs> I'm just like, okay, these get splattered into like green goo. Then we get to see a mutilated dog and like carcasses of cows later on. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, carcasses I mean, of cows. Quigley is kind of, dead Quigley is kind of funny looking, but <laughs> so that's the whole uh, Weekend at Bernie situation. They really start leaning into it at the house, grandma's house. Fit mm-hmm. Grandma's house. They're doing more something. Oh, that's the. It's it's like an ele. I said that's uh. My shmishmexa is <laughs> being sensitive again. But there's a bit of a eleventh hour type rescue from Ugg, who shoots through the door. Right there's like a critter is gonna eat Brad. Or rip his earring out. The critter <laughs> threatens to rip Brad's earring out. <laughs> and then Ugg shoots it through the door, and it, it's just like it splatters on the, the yeah. kitchen wall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was more fur with that one. Yeah. And then it goes, I think, just pretty seamlessly into the ha- hungry, I was going to say happy heifer, hungry heifer. Oh wait, wait, wait! This is this was when um, before the hungry heifer. This was when um, Grandma comes home and sees the the critters like raiding her fridge, and this was one of the first critter subtitles. Critters like ah, vegetables everywhere, derp derp derp, and that's when the grandma yells like, I don't know, something about stupid meat eaters, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, getting shade from vegan grandma over here. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and then she can do hard things, Taryn. And then critter is splattered on the wall. Oh, this is also when so the bounty hunters reappear, and the previously naked one now has clothes all of a sudden. <laughs> oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, good. Stupid, misogynist. Anyway, hungry heifer. <laughs> this is really, I think. Probably the most concentrated, potent scene of critters cr- critters being crit- like them doing what they want the movie to be doing, which yeah. is critter guts flying, <laughs> critters getting deep fried, which was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's earlier in the scene, one of the critters sounds the sound design. I maybe it is, but the critter scream sounds kind of human in the sa- in the earlier sound design in the in the restaurant sequence. It's just a little unnerving to hear <laughs> the the critter scream human like before it gets blown to bits or deep fried. This is also where we got the hungry heifer song, which which is clarifies great. that it is. 
diegetic. Yes. Um, but I was kind of hoping it would it would come back, kind of like Power of the Night did throughout the movie. So it was somewhat underestimated. It plays over the credits. Yeah. Did you make it to the credits, Taryn? I did. Did you make it through the ziplining critter? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so also in this in the the hungry heifer scene um one <laughs> this is like another fuck situation oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i would have <laughs> forgotten i'm glad you i would have skipped over this but yeah Where yeah the, the critter <laughs> gets, gets shot like he gets scalped like just hair comes off you've ever been shot in the head but it only removes your scalp <laughs> yes. like a very like specific patch um and he it looks in a mirror, Vito, basically. Like somehow he sees himself in a mirror, and he's like, "Bitchin'." <laughs> and I'm like, "Thank you. I need you to lean into the the critter subtitles more," uh, which they do. They're pretty reserved with it, though. I think because it's really just like, oh, we a little bit There's later we get times. cheeseburgers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but nothing. I guess they they allow themselves one. You get fuck and bitch in. Critters the first chorus, and bitchin' and Critters the main chorus. But whatever critter you're gonna be, be a ziplining critter. <laughs> At least they're having fun, right? <laughs> Before they. It looks like all the critters had fun in this. You know, sometimes in a movie you can just <laughs> you can tell, and it seems like all of the critters were just really having a having good time. A good time, yeah. Critters too. It's- Killing everything and everyone, eating everything and everyone, ziplining on everything. Next thing I have is the video store. Oh, yep. Where I I inhaled really significantly and thought, are we gonna get to see like old VHS <laughs> covers as the camera goes up and down the aisles of video store? It's just we're like, not. There's at one point it just the camera just pans to video store or like video rentals or something. And so it was a letdown that we never go in a video store, but But. very clever again. There's a Freddy Krueger cutout. You call it a cutout, right? Yeah. (laughs) A full size Freddy Krueger cutout. Uh, Cause again, new line, which is fine. Funny. I didn't think that was too gratuitous. No. And Lee is going to change into, I, I, I'm i sure they just could neither afford nor get Robert England to agree, which you would have thought maybe it wouldn't have been that hard. This was the same year that uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4 came out, which was, that was sort of peak going from three and then to four was really, um, in terms of money making and and sort of brand cachet that was the height of the nightmare on elm street powers and it's all owned by new i mean what do i know of like big hollywood contracts <laughs> but it seems like they, they couldn't get robert england to work a day and be um lee as freddy krueger until he quickly switches back to because he switch, he show is he short of the magazine again yeah okay yeah he's yeah. like no and yeah <laughs> yeah no, that was funny. And then he's like, "No, don't be this creepy thing. Be the hot chick." <laughs> Gah. Hey, look. Either way, he's gonna die. Yeah. In another pretty dramatic way. 
<laughs> with an aftermath the, the hardest the I, aftermath, yeah. I laughed out loud a few times <laughs> during this viewing never as much as i did for the <laughs> i thought that was really really well done and funny with the just an arm because it's like they they essentially prank the critters prank ug there's a hidden camera <laughs> <laughs> the hidden camera critter there's a critter van out of the shot mm-hmm. that would otherwise look like like you wouldn't really it wouldn't really stand out in a crowd you thought it was maybe for it was like a plumbing van and you wouldn't think twice but it's right. critters in the van in like the control booth filming Ugg's reaction to lifting up this box to see yeah. all the meat chewed off of Lee's arm. <laughs> uh, which is great. And then he like trans- transforms back into his Oh yeah, he, he kind of goes out. he goes blank. Yeah. He loses his signal and is just blank. There's a there's an actual name for it in the credits. It's like blank man head, not to be confused with uh, who is blank man? No, what are you talking about? Is it a Wayne's brother? Please be a Wayne's brother. Take a shot every time Andy goes on a tangent. Look, if you're going to be... On second thought, don't do that. Damon Wayne's. Yes, Damon Wayne's is blank man. Mm. You never saw Blank Man? No, I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. Scary as hell. We should do it someday. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But I think we'll eventually open up the... Break the format wide open. Revisit Blank Man. Many happy returns. Watched a lot of Blank Man in my youth. Is it a TV show? It was a movie. Oh. It's like a superhero parody movie. Way ahead of its time, I guess. Because I guess we had had the Batmans by 94. But it's not like... We were in such a superhero frenzy that they were ripe for parody. Why are we talking about Blank Man again? (laughs) Good question, my dude. So we were. Oh no! Yeah, so these UG they they in the credits they there's a name there's an actual in universe name for what they're what they're called when they don't have a shape into which they have shifted. Mm. FYI, for all you critter heads out there. <laughs> um. My next note is: looks like Castle, but isn't Castle. <laughs> <laughs> like the TV show? <laughs> yeah. Nathan Fillion. I can never think of his name. Who were you talking about? The. Megan, Megan, whatever it Megan. is. Her dad? No, there's... What are you talking about? One of the ensuing scenes is outside the church, and there's a... There's an act... There's a there's a character outside, like, leaning against the church with a shotgun who looks oh, like a younger, yeah. narrower Nathan Fillion. Who's, like, guarding the children? Yeah. And I couldn't think of the name Nathan Fillion, so I wrote, looks like Castle... Mm-hmm. But isn't Castle. Oh, and this one is, so I thought I had skipped over this. So, but it must, because I, I thought it was either after 
Quigley's death or Sheriff Junior's death, but it's after Castle's death. So Castle dies, and Scott Grimes gets so bizarrely close to the actor's face just to (laughs) scream into the actor's face in recognition that he's realized that he's dead. It just drops his face right up against it and (laughs) screams. Um... Are we back at the church at this point? Yeah. When yes. They, yeah. He, yeah. Because they've they've gotten wind of CritterCon eighty eight. Because <laughs> they like they bring Ugg in, and um like sit him down in a pew, and Sal or Sally, I don't know, um she says something about like he's not breathing, <laughs> and Charlie <laughs> he doesn't have a mouth. he don't have what is it he don't have a mouth. <laughs> He's like, that's okay. You don't have a mouth. <laughs> like, this is why everybody loves Charlie. Oh. Um. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about how uh, the dad gets porcupined. <laughs> oh yeah, the dad from. I meant to look. It was bugging me the whole time. What he's from? He's from a couple of things, but he's uh, he's from his uh. Uh, Star Trek episode from, or it's uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation episode from the second season that mm. is very near and dear to my heart. But yeah, he gets a porcupine quill to the neck. They take him inside the church. The townspeople haven't turned their tide on Brad yet. There's a particular pain in the ass mm. in the group who is reluctant to go on a suicide mission and says so while looking in the camera. <laughs> so, <laughs> is he asking us? Is he telling Brad? <laughs> it was very confusing. <laughs> oh, yeah, this, like, very stereotypical, like, hillbilly type yeah, guy who's yeah, just yeah. Blaming, blaming Brad for everything. Like, oh, they, they didn't come back until, you know, S- Rapscallion came back, too. <laughs> Uh, like yeah. Oh, then Harv comes in and shoots his gun. Oh, there's a lot of like Harv gunplay. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's, he's he walks in. Hold on, I had a note about this. He comes through and like makes himself known and spits out some chew because <laughs> obviously. Um, and then it, that was prior to this. Afterwards, like after that guy was arguing, he like shoots off his gun in the back. Like you do in a church, just into the air. Um, and then, like, has a has a speech that, you know, makes all of the other outsiders band together to want to take down the critters. And then everybody decides, like, yeah, we're going to work together and kill some greats. <laughs> Who they said, and how, what was the... The logic of this, so they they want to lure all of the critters to the big sloppy hamburger factory. <laughs> <laughs> Which just exists in town for some reason. 
but were they heading there? I'm trying to because what was the convention thing? Because there's Brad says at that one point, oh, it looks like they're oh, because they were all in the they um they were all going towards the cattle. That's right. Because okay. that was like their buffet, essentially. They want to steer them away from the cattle and also the humans and yeah. lure them into the big sloppy burger factory. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get a lot of sort of like, uh, I guess it's like a prep montage. Like Home Alone, preparing the house and Home Alone montage. We get preparing... The big sloppy burger factory for, <laughs> I guess, hiding explosives in parts of the factory. It was weird to me too because there were there seemed to be frozen burger. Not that there can't be both; they're not mutually exclusive. But it it seemed like there were both frozen burger patties and just ground, like big silos of ground. Yeah, beef. yeah, yeah. That they were like shoving dynamite in. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like loosely covering up with yeah. a little bit of ground beef and then covering it in shredded cheese. <laughs> yeah. And they also put one in a in a jar of pickles. Oh yeah, big like industrial and like bucket of pickles. I don't think it's gonna work, guys. Yeah. Oh, good point. Yeah. And then there's like a big bulk thing of American cheese. Yeah. It's big and that factory's big and sloppy. <laughs> but it's like it's very reminiscent of the the first movie where they also, you know, got the the critters into the spaceship to blow them up and then like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Blew yeah, yeah, up too. yeah. Um But somehow they don't blow up in that explosion. Yeah, we learned what? that they were lured there by Ugg, and this Which was clever. Was a great plot yeah, twist. I thought that was cool. So Ugg had shape shifted into. I guess there's always got to be a big critter. Yeah, I get like a leader. <laughs> so there's a big critter again. <laughs> it's actually just Ugg, who gets the pack to move from approaching the cattle to approaching the big sloppy burger factory. <laughs> They then close the oh yeah they close the garage door looking door that of course squishes a critter <laughs> and then they detonate their explosives and the factory blows up and it was right around that time where I was thinking oh is this gonna be like critters the first course where the big marketing point was that there's a huge critter. But you barely see the huge critter. It doesn't really do much. Is there going to be a critter ball? Is there not a critter ball? Oh, yeah. I was... Am I going to have a date to the critter ball? <laughs> At uh, one of my notes, like, as they are... Once the, the, the critter was squished in the door, I start typing... Where is the giant ball of critters I was promised? <laughs> and literally as I'm typing it, it happens. And I wrote, oh, there it is. <laughs> um, Which, so, but it's like at least half frozen hamburger patties and buns. The ball? I was very, I, un I why are we even thinking about it? I get <laughs> the that. The physics but, of a critter ball. But it. 
I guess it's just simplifies it just simplifies things from a production standpoint to have it look as smooth as it does. Right. But but I guess it yeah, there's probably some hamburger in there. But some bun for binding. So somehow they don't explode and instead they like coagulate into this giant critter ball. <laughs> And then it starts rolling towards the townspeople. And <laughs> that that incinerates anything it touches. <laughs> well, because they're, they're, it's, its mouth is, or their mouths are, you know, the exterior of the critter ball. So it's just like constant chomping. And so it rolls over that one guy, <laughs> like is immediately just Has all of his skeleton. flesh removed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I loved. That was great. Yeah. Um, and then everybody's trying to escape. Um, they realize, oh shit, they're going to the church. There are small children there. We've got to save them. Um, and like, there's the, like the, the high speed chase (laughs) between the ball and the the Rover's Bend Gazette vehicle. Yeah. Um, and so again, back to the lack of physics in this movie, um, obviously the truck gets there and like stops the ball from going into the, the church, but not very long after, so are all the townspeople. I'm like, how did you get to the town Within minutes of this truck, <laughs> this does not make sense to me. And so they were all there to witness Charlie come and save the day, of course. Yeah, Charlie flies in on <laughs> like a road warrior-esque flying contraption. <laughs> well, it's just the spaceship. Is that, But it's it's it looks like a hang glider type thing well, yeah, or they, something. It's just the spaceship. Did it transform in part? I don't know. I don't think so. Pretty sure it was just. Look, it was late at night. (laughs) Charlie. Critters 2, Charlie. Google's telling me I'm searching for Critters 2, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. (laughs) I'm going to Google improve your. Just to rub your nose in it, Taryn. Critters 2, Charlie Hang Glider. (laughs) Hang Glider. All right. But he comes in on something. We'll agree on that. Screaming leader of the pack. As he flies into... Oh, there's... (laughs) See, part of this was worth it. (laughs) To see if anything happened, I googled Critters 2 Charlie Hang Glider, and the fifth result is the picture of the slingshot incident. (laughs) Yeah, he flies right into him. Um... And I guess they've already established. At first, I'm like, yeah, right. When we later learn that he didn't die. But I guess they had established in the Big Sloppy Burger Factory that if you explode, nothing happens. Right. Because <laughs> he, I guess, flies into the critter ball, killing the well, critter he, ball. He he flies it like the the spaceship flies into it. And he somehow 
like ejects himself with a um that's what it is maybe i was what's the, that's the hang glider that's, that's the man that's the road warrior-esque thing flying contraption yeah my bad Ooh, there's deviant. Taryn, would it grieve you to learn that there is deviant art of the female bounty hunter? Ugh, it just makes it even worse. It's actually pretty PG. I kind of like it. Not PG thirteen. She's sitting out. She's she's sitting atop the critter ball. Weird, because she's dead by that point. <laughs> yeah, it's not very um, screen accurate. Nope. Critters, they bite. Hmm. Anything else about the critter ball? What do I got? What do I got? I got... Neither God nor Charlie are dead. <laughs> Ugg's feet are a jetpack now. Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, we're, so we're, we're left to think that Charlie's dead. Would have been totally fine. Seems like that's oh. what happened. Then he comes back. Well, like the moment that that real Charlie sees Ugg Charlie... That was a really weird, like, uh, I don't know. The interaction between the two was very bizarre Which, to me. again, flies in the face of his reaction to the thought that he would be the um, the reference for one of them to shapeshift into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they plant that earlier in the movie, thinking, oh, what? But again, they but in the in in the previous film, one of them shapeshifts into him. Yeah, and you think like, does he drop dead if he gets shapeshifted, or if he serves as the basis of a shapeshift? But no, they just sort of like no. well, because Lindsay Lohan around each other, right? And when this is earlier, but when Lee transforms into the guy who works at the Hungry Heifer with the glasses, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, brother. Like, the guy's just, like, meh. <laughs> he, like, walks off. <laughs> like, there was no reaction to this. Like, nobody was freaked out. Just totally normal in Grover's Bend, I guess. Hey, Grover's Bend, they don't break. Um, Not, or sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say, my next note is about the bus. So, if you have anything. <laughs> I think mine is, well, mine is, too. I don't know if it's the same thing. We Probably just, not. Not M. Emmett Walsh is really horny, I guess. Okay, so kind of on the same lines. But I'm like, why is he getting on the bus? Like, why is Barry Corbin just like, all right, I'm out. Charlie, you're the new sheriff. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He throws, he's like, hey, kid, catch. And I'm like waiting for him to do like a, like at the end of the breakfast club kind of a thing. Just walk away with a badge in his hand. and like, yeah. Because he was so excited. Um, but, like, Whoa. why is Barry Corbin going off with Brad? Thanks, horny Billy Barry Corbin. Billy Corbin. <laughs> Billy Corbin. <laughs> um, man, too many, many tabs here. What am I doing? And so Grover's Bend is real? Oh, do you notice that at the end of the movie, too? Um, yeah. Because they said, like, thanks to the people of Grover's Band or else we wouldn't have been able to make this movie or whatever. 
Yeah, I, that even more than the first one, that looks the second half of that movie looks so much like a Hollywood backlot to a to a fault. There's a Grover's Bend, Texas. Vamp, Taryn, vamp. I'm Googling, just as you are. Where is Grover's Bend? Why is Critters PG-13? <laughs> There's a great bend. I haven't seen it. Why is Great Bend called Great Bend? Why is Critters? Creature vi- Oh, man. The common sense media qualification of its PG-13 is creature violence, scary images. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I can't find anything on it with a, some slight searching. Yeah, I'm not sure. Any other Any other notes that you had? I was because how much time is between two and three? Three is ninety one. Um, ninety three, ninety ninety one. So almost the same amount of time between one and two. I don't. It seems like maybe. Yeah, but a lot of them are back, right? Terrence Mann is back. Don Keith Opper is back, the actor who plays Charlie. I was just my my last note is I was surprised that there isn't a tease at the end. There isn't oh, I, even I that too. divorced of any sequel ambitions, just a kind of a common monster movie type thing. There's a nod to the idea that the monster's not gone for good. We get that in the first one, obviously. Um But I was yeah, it was it was weird that they not only didn't tease anything. But the ending is just really, like, Andy Griffith-esque. And yeah, because like, it, like, pans out. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> where everything is, like, back to normal. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't seem like it had the atmosphere of a town that did not seem to be on the brink of annihilation the night before. Um, Because I'm trying to remember, I think... I think there are more eggs because I know for sure in Critters 3 there are eggs. Well, that's the subtitle of the third one. Critters 3, more eggs. <laughs> um, but it's also set in L.A. <laughs> I told you that earlier. <laughs> but um, yeah, so... I don't know why there wouldn't be a a teaser though. Maybe they just weren't expecting to do a third one. <laughs> well, I th- I think they did three three and four as we've discussed are were direct to video and I think they were filmed sequential like they were filmed concurrent not concurrently like, but like one after another. Like they were filmed at the same time. Oh, oh, interesting. Um so not that that really lends itself to a better understanding of why there wasn't a damn tease at the end of this thing, but there you have it. Should we start decorating this thing? Yeah, I suppose. 
What the hell? I always I delete my notes before I get to this. I'm just um, so I delete them once I like. You have don't keep them for them. posterity. No. It's what the recording is. I get that's a good point. <laughs> um, I think mine is probably the dog. And, well, two oh. dog and the just and Lee turning into the Playboy centerfold. Yeah, my eyes rolled so hard <laughs> at that moment. I touched on mine earlier. For me, it's 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 it's, it's a three way race <laughs> between the beer cans. Uh, oh, Lee's. Yeah. Lee's arm in the box, I laugh the hardest at. That's not really like a what the hell, though. That was just really funny and intentionally funny. Uh, but for me, the winner for me is the picture. This is a picture from the, the slingshot scene from Critters the First Course and the idea of who would have taken that picture and how <laughs> would he have gotten it after the duress of the events of Critters the First Course. And then save it in a box yeah. <laughs> for Grandma to keep. Fit grandma, how dare I? Yeah, thank you. Best scare? Pickens are pretty slim here. Yeah. I mean, the only one that really stands out to me at all is like that the weird like bug alien thing at the beginning. Ooh. That's not yeah. That's a good one. For me. It feels weird given this best scare since it doesn't come of anything, but as I mentioned before, the Sheriff Jr. <laughs> looking into the oh, yeah, egg yeah, yeah. that has hatched and thinking that, that something could happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, they probably had to choose between him dying with a critter to the face or a critter to the junk. <laughs> and critter to the junk is funnier. <laughs> Would have made a good America's Funniest Home Video. Minus, you know, somebody dying. But that's a lot of America's Funniest Home Videos. It's like it's junk shots. <laughs> junk shots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best dress to kill? Ooh, I got one for this one. Again, I'm not like a churchgoer, but I did appreciate all of the, the little kids in their like, Easter outfits. Okay. Oh, that was pretty cute. Sal didn't, in particular? Uh, Sal didn't wow me this time around. You're telling Sal to pack her knives and leave? I mean, her <laughs> outfits weren't cutting it for me. <laughs> oh, I guess I, I, I do like fit, fit grandma. <laughs> grandma. <laughs> Workout outfit. Oh, that's right. Uh, but I, look, Corbs is wearing a Hawaiian shirt. When he's getting on, because where, oh, yeah, KC. Because I was going to, oh, are Kansas they going City. back to KC? I would assume Easter weekend's over. Brad's got to go home. But as you said, yeah, why is the ex-sheriff going with him? And why is he dressed for either KC <laughs> as if it's Palm Springs? And why does Brad react the way, like, it's very uncouth to ask someone Casey Mo or Casey K. 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's just a bizarre ending. What are you serving up in Hell's Kitchen? I mean, I this is always the most difficult question for me, I feel like. Um, but I think... <laughs> I feel like I have to go with anything vegetarian. Oh, yeah. Not necessarily vegan. Sorry, Fit Grandma. But I feel like the best pairing for this would be vegetarian foods because I don't know if I could watch this movie and then eat something with meat in it like immediately because <laughs> or like while we're watching this. What? Because meat is murder. Well, no, because of the, the like, what did you call it? The, the <laughs> burger factory? The oh, big sloppy burger <laughs> factory. Big sloppy burger factory. <laughs> oh. Watching the critters just eat all this like ground beef and ground human i'm like nah i'm gonna eat some vegetables thanks so we make some homemade and this has been done i think claire saffitz one of her um gourmet makes was on cadbury eggs which i think are <laughs> disgusting they are gross but Sorry, we make homemade carob cadbury eggs and dye the goo green mm. very on theme which isn't, th- I hate it when people use theme the wrong way like that. That's not a theme. But no, it's not. It's very on aesthetic. True. Buzzsaw Feed Me Seymour quiz. Oh, crap. I closed the, I gotta look, I gotta look. Hold up, hold up. You have one already, don't you? Because I don't know. Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> Sorry, I needed my list of characters. Here you go, here you go. Should I start us off? Yes, please. Taryn, you are Sheriff Junior. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's a fine choice. Why? Because I'm so curmudgeonly? I just like the grumpiness of it all, I guess. You take offense? Yeah, I, but, but like who... <laughs> who? Are, oh, last time you were the critter who says fuck (laughs) (laughs) i would totally be the critter who says bitch in this time i guess i totally say that don't want to like you want to add some fall into the same track over and over again i thought that was brilliant sheriff jr i definitely thought you were gonna say it was barry corbin well that too i could see that i'm a little upset (laughs) you're gonna grow into barry corbin Corbin. i'm gonna head off to kansas city in my hawaiian (laughs) shirt Kansas, Kansas, KC Mo or KCK? I guess, well, because I have family in Kansas City, Kansas, so not Kansas City, Missouri. Have you been to either? No. Me neither. I found out very late that there even were two of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a deep, dark family secret that they'd been hiding from me. Um, oh, this one's always really difficult for me, too. I don't even know who that character is. Um, I, I kind of want to say that you're, um... Lee's arm? No. <laughs> you're the, you're the dad. Oh, sure. The one who gets porcupine. Yeah. Because I feel like he's very... Perfectly sane thing to be. Because he's, like, logical... Wants to help out, maybe not be the most gung-ho about it. 
hates the idea of running the Brad Brown is back in town story. Yes. Don't. Don't do it. Um, but, like, we'll kind of finally come around once. Uh, getting like, shot in the neck. Getting shot in the neck. Does he even do anything after that? Nope. Nope. Okay. He's hmm. just kind of <laughs> there. I'm out. I got shot in the neck. I'll watch. I'll grow into the hotelier of the Royale in season two of Star Trek The Next Generation. All right. Should we hand out some chainsaws? Yeah. You go first. Definitely more than one. So one, I think I gave three chainsaws to Critters the first course. Oh, really? And oh, I, yeah, because I did like an eight. I gave I seven and it. a half. That's insane. I gave I seven <laughs> and a half to... Um, I loved it so much, though. Friday the 13th, part five. This... I Look, I had a blast with this movie. This was... I had No complaints, no regrets, no notes. Unlike... I mean, the true... I think the true measure of a lot of these types of movies is would I ever want to realistically rewatch any of them usually i do and i did not whatsoever um feel that way about critters the first course um do i like this as much as say a new beginning maybe slightly less i'm just overall more affectionate towards it but i this movie was fantastic um i'm giving it and for that fantasticness (laughs) i award it seven chainsaws He's holding up seven fingers, in case anybody was wondering. Um, now I feel weird because that's still fewer chainsaws than you gave the first course. That's okay. I stand by seven chainsaws. I d- there's nostalgia for me with this. That's why. Um, this one though, <laughs> uh, after talking about it with you, like this one is far funnier than the first one, but I kind of wanted it to be scarier. There was like nothing scary about. Yeah, the um, first one is marginally, at least, scarier. I mean, the first one is kind of, like, funny without trying. This one was trying to be funny, which they kind of leaned into a little bit more. Um, the first one attempted to be scary in some aspects, but I don't know, I kind of want to give it a five. Because I don't, I'm not going to watch it again. But it was entertaining, and it was great to talk about. And I mean... The bunny, the 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 bunny suit, sheriff junior getting killed was fantastic. Um, but See, like, there are some major along. dings for me with this. You were the sheriff in the bunny suit all along, Taryn. You didn't even know it. Didn't even know it. It's a BTS picture of someone from the production standing alongside the critter ball. It's critter ball on wheels. Oh, I saw the picture. He's like. Tickling its chin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> His little come hither on the <laughs> on the critter ball chin. <laughs> on that note. Yeah, it's going to be a minute before we get to Critters 3. What's well, not on this one? What's that? That's in... It's on the regular pod. Well, right. I was going to say Critters oh. 3 is buried behind the best thing I ever saw wall. If you're dying to hear us discuss Critters 3 
in a slightly different format. It'll be out probably around Halloween. Um, in a list amongst twenty two two other, because it's twenty three is the the full list. I'm pulling it up. Oh, right. What you sent me was twenty two. I know you adapted. It's twenty two. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be critters three. I give to thee alongside twenty one other horror sequels. Uh, and a momentous sequel itself to last year's horror episode of Best Thing I Ever Saw. Probably uh, due out sometime fall 2021. You're listening to this, I believe, alongside or on the same feed as Best Thing I Ever Saw. So, you know, look for your feed to be updated. Taryn, what's on your mind? Uh, fun fact. <laughs> so the first two Critters movies were directed by men obviously with this one uh the third one directed by a woman oh i do i remember that yeah so i remember having read in the prep for all of this i fun fact too something i almost included on the sequels list one of the slumber party massacres Mm -hmm. apparently all the slumber party massacres are directed by women So, opportunity for a season down the line. That'd be very fun. Uh, but yeah, so we got we got Critters 3 coming up in the sequels episode of Best Thing I Ever Saw. Release date, uh, Halloween-ish. <laughs> uh, next week, we got, in as a part of our ongoing homework season, to prepare for said episode of the of Best Thing I Ever Saw, we got uh, Candyman. Because we'll be part of the sequels list, will be the very quickly forthcoming 2021 Candyman. So before we Candyman, Which we was Candyman. You ever seen Candyman, Darren? No. Me? My mother would not allow me. Neither. So. And before I say Candyman, what you say? Said so it's part of my genre, John. Oh. <laughs> I thought you said it's part of your chocolate chip. My carob chip. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. You're finally getting it. <laughs> All right. Play it again, Taryn. Mad balls.